on maynard.com.au. AU! It's the spirit of 71 with Bunga Bunga. With Tim Ferguson, who's a very good friend of Maynard. Maynard, gosh, you're looking well. You've got some new electronics here. You've got a great, completely motorised wheelchair, which I haven't seen before. It does everything. It's got lights. It's got a TV. It's got a thing that goes... And that's if I'm bad. Have you got a little horn? If people get in front of you, you can go... It's got the works. What I really need for it is to have a police siren at the top. Or window wipers for your glasses. And somewhere to hang my bikini top if I'm feeling really outraged. It's the raunchy special edition of Bunga Bunga 71 here. In today's show, we've got some crank mail, some odd pissing noise going on there. We've got a historical hypothetical from Tim. I command thee to stop hence. And of course, Tim will be giving a right of reply that nobody asked for. Let's build a harbour bridge between Sydney and Adelaide. Uh, fantastic. Pretty big show, and of course, the election is underway now, Maynard. A few days into it, and I've got to say, it's already lagging in excitement. Great to have lots of stouches between two guys who, if they met each other at high school, would probably have been friends because nobody else would play with them. You're going to call it close win for Labor or a close sneak through for ScoMo? Uh-oh. What's going to happen now? I'm going to say what I said last time, which is close sneak for ScoMo. Oh. People are going, oh, no, that can't be true. No, no. And they're blocking your ears and going, la, 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 la. But go out to a suburb that you don't live in and get out of the car or off your bicycle and look around and ask yourself, are these people ever going to change? Not this time. Ever going to change? And of course not. They're Australians. Why would they? It's the Labour Party who, with Keating and Hawke, who gave us the great economy foundations that we have now. The idea Labor's no good at money is just, well, what's what's the word? Oh, a lie. Bunga Bunga News. Tim, you hinted at some big news there. You've got some shows coming up and you've even got dates and venues. We're doing a gig called the Super Comedy Six Pack, put together by Jack Levi, otherwise known as Elliot Goblet. Flacco will be brought out of the crypt. Ellen Briggs, I mean, just be careful because she calls it like she sees it, so you better not bring it. And, of course, Darren Carr, masterful ventriloquist. And then I think they will be on at the end for everybody just to stand up and say, you're inspiring. It's at the Coliseum on June the 3rd at the Super Comedy Six Pack. Legends plus me. Are you going to come out in the powered wheelchair or will you have someone push you on stage so you get that bit of sympathy at the beginning and they really have to laugh at you? A plinth. We thought we'd get some local high school students because they're strong, they don't know any better and they work for free to carry me on a plinth. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to talk about. That's the wonderful thing of being me before a show. I don't <laughs> quite know what I'm going to talk about. Of course, it's what drives the Doug Anthony All-Stars crazy because they never know when or how or why I'm going to speak. But that has been my entire life. 
There's a new edition of What Double J Should Sound Like. I've recorded with Campbell, Campbell Drummond. Him and I got together and there's 90 minutes of music for you to have a listen to, all sorts of things from the clouds. Altered images. To some really great double all sorts of things that's uh, what double j should sound like episode 404 it's out right now go and have a listen to it folks what shouldn't double j sound like probably like they do it's radio designed by committee is that the problem could be committee could be playlist like i say if you don't like what you hear go start your own show which is what i've campbell and, and jay did ages back and I've got a gig coming up on the 30th of April this month, the 30th of April, upstairs at the Botany View Hotel in Newtown, right down the end there, upstairs at the Botany View Hotel, Electric Dreams. I'll be there with Miss Kate and Action Ant, and I'll be doing an 80s thing, Tim. As you know, you love the 80s. Come on, Germany, come on. Bunker, bunker, crank mail. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Tim, some odd pissing noise going on there. That would be politicians pissing at each other generally. This election is turning out to be the biggest pissing contest. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's called a pissing contest is because it eventually just signifies nothing makes a mess is not good for the economy. At the end, there's also a pretty bad smell. Everybody should buckle in for a policy-free, vision-absent, six-week campaign where occasionally the Greens will stand up and say, Clive Palmer shouted at us. Yes, you think the minor parties will play a big part this time around or you think people are going one or the other this time? Minor parties will play a part because they're the only interesting ones and the media will get bored by a couple of weekends. They've got nothing to do and so they start looking for the minor parties and going into the life histories of the independents. Whenever I vote, and I have for decades now, Postal voted, and that way I've got time to sit down in the lounge room and, and number the Senate ballot backwards from the person I like the least to the person I like the most. And that's a lot of fun. I think the nickname for that, it's the OCD vote. But the minor parties will become interesting, particularly the scratchy, nutty people. Anti-vaxxers will be seen as the sane ones. Crank mail. First crank mail from Rusty Keys. And this came in through my YouTube page. He wrote, Maynard, I love the Danger Island music you play at the start. Next time, could you consider playing other island-based themes? I would like the sound of the Lost Islands opening sequence. Fantasy Island, which is always a good one, particularly the original version, which had the plane. The plan, the plan. And Ricardo Maltabar. There is a guy who just was built to welcome you to an island. It's such a great format. The recent outings of Fantasy Island kind of missed the point. Yeah, they were, they were like a gritty, dark reboot. They lost the fantasy bit. 
they lose the fun. They lose the who cares. It needs to have a strong element of uh, who cares. So he wants to be a roller skate hero. Let's see how it all works out because he's got some learning to do. And, of course, Gilligan's Island, a great theme. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor and the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle, with Gilligan, the skipper too. The favourite episode, I think with you it's the one where he swallows the radio. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> such a classic. I mean, because a radio would work once you've swallowed it. I tell my students who want to study sitcom that your first act is taken care of by the opening credits, which sets up the story. Right. Here's the story of a man named Brady who was going out with <laughs> his chick and then things went a little bit too far that he had to go and tell the kid. Or even your favourite Golden's Girls, although it doesn't actually say what it is, the visually you can see it, it's a group of women living together that maybe don't fit in. And even Frasier is only seven seconds long, I think, and it's just a piano trill and, oh, it looks like the... Skyline of, oh, Seattle. If you're going to write a sitcom, it's important to think about your opening titles because if it was a movie, that would be the first 12 minutes of your film. My favourite episodes are the one where the chimp comes in the capsule <laughs> and when the Beatles surrogate band turned up, that's always pretty good too. good when ginger would crack onto gilligan it's a rule of comedy that the good guy is always too nervous and incompetent to even begin to think about sleeping with ginger there's been many episodes where they just form a band and play too i remember there's where all the women on gilligan's island got together and, and did a show you need us like a clan needs a shell like a prisoner needs a cell, like a ding-dong needs a bell. You need us. That's right. Crank mail. Crank mail from Tony Bush. If a picture paints a thousand words, why can't I paint you? I think he's been listening to a bit of Telly Savalas there. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? It could be that your hand is trembling. The words will never show. At the thought of... The you I've come to know. Of painting Maynard. That's true. I've tried to paint Maynard many times, but the elusive true nature of Maynard is mercurial and ever-shifting. 
and also other things that mean mercurial. <laughs> you could probably encapsulate me better with Twitter. Write two words, Maynard, plonker. Or just have a picture of a monkey with the word Maynard and an arrow pointing to the monkey because that is the essence of Maynard. Nothing but fun and bananas. <laughs> Crank mail from Robert Darby in Victoria. Do you think when Miss Helena, this is from uh, Romper Room in uh, Melbourne, when Miss Helena looked through her magic mirror on Romper Room, she could really see us at home? Does it require further investigation? Well, in uh, New South Wales, we had Miss Kim in Newcastle. I'm sure there was a Miss something else in Sydney, and there's probably a Miss someone else in Adelaide. Did they have an, a flamboyant unmarried male? Doing romper room ever? Wow! <laughs> well, about Charles Nelson Riley. It's an interesting question. I, I was getting letters from somebody who's been watching me on television, convinced that whenever I said or did anything, I was doing it directly to them. Now I know that romper room gets people into that kind of thinking. Magic mirror, tell me today. All my friends had fun at play. And of course I can see you. I'm looking right at you now and I'll be looking for you again another day in the romper room school. Rob Darby, I can understand the way you were thinking. I was always disappointed that Miss Kim never said my name when I was watching it. I can see Maynard, which is probably a good thing. It probably would have upset her. Well, there you go, Robert. We've answered nothing for you there, but thank you for your crank mail anyway. Crank mail! Ben Begley, our bus driving friend from the United States. Question for you on this one, Tim. Have any artists influenced Tim's own artwork? Who's influenced you, Tim? I really like John Olson, great Australian, educated in Spain, art schools. You've got to check out John Olson and also Margaret Ollie. I like Margaret Ollie. And I'm a bit of a fan, of course, of Reg Mombasa as well. And one of the ones he's been bringing to the fore lately with all the rain we've had is Jesus helping out Noah to uh, put the animals on the ark just outside of Sydney Harbour. So you've got the koalas on the iron roof of the ark, the wallaby staring out of the painting, and you've got the, uh, the kangaroo going in with an AFL football in his hand. That's a picture that offends everybody. Good on your Reg. Even the koala people will be upset by that. Good on your Reg. Ben, thanks a lot for that. We would like to know, Ben, what famous bus drivers have influenced your bus driving? The guy from the Honeymooners? You never saw him actually driving a bus. Reg Varney on the buses? That was a great one too. Who do you want people to think you are when they get on the bus? Are you the, g'day, come aboard, have fun, or are you the, come on, get to the back, no smoking person? One of the very, very lesser-known bus drivers, I would recommend, have a look on Twitter if you're still there, Elvis the Safety Eagle teaches children to look each way across the road once they get off the school bus. So Elvis the Safety Eagle, look him up, he's top. We had a bus driver called Trevor in Bathurst, which used to drive us from Whoop Whoop into Bathurst. Once you were teenagers, if you got on the bus and you were followed by a girl, he would always say, leave a little bit of room for Jesus, you two. We didn't even know what that meant. But now we do because Jesus wants to get in between you. Jesus wasn't sitting up the back of the bus, was he? He was smoking. Speaking of smoking, this is a smoking hot rumour we're delivering here. Crank mail from Fletcher Thomas. Fletcher says, I heard a rumour, this is via Twitter, this one's, I heard a rumour that in the early days, the Doug Anthony All-Stars, that's all three of you, I guess, lived in a squat in Canberra, the old Vietnamese embassy. The rumour goes that you had bright pink shagpole carpet and it was quite a plush squat. 
Is this folklore or is there any truth to this strange rumour? Come on, settle it for Fletcher. There was no such embassy. In fact, we lived in the formerly Saudi Arabian embassy in Forest. There was some, well, it started out as white carpet. The colour changed over time. How did you get onto that one, Tim? You only find out it's a Saudi Arabian embassy after you move in. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. And that's it for Crank Mail. If you want to send us any Crank Mail for Bunga Bunga 72, Bunga Bunga Facebook page, Maynard Comal on Twitter, or how can people contact you, Tim, with some Crank Mail? At Real Tim Ferguson is my Twitter handling. Crank Mail! It's time for Tim's historical hypothetical. Here we go. Tim, the year, 1994. Oh, no, I'm too young. I don't understand. I've never heard of that one. The place, Darling Harbour, Sydney. Darling Harbour. And they wonder why Sydney gets its reputation. Well, it all went off on the 27th of January, Thursday, the 27th of January, 1994. A political demonstration that looks like an assassination attempt caused an uproar at Darling Harbour last night when a 23-year-old Cambodian student carried out a hoax on Prince Charles. Prince Charles had just stepped up to the microphone to address 20,000 people at the Sydney Harbourside venue when the student fired a blank from a starter gun. He then raced towards the stage and fired another blank, but unfortunately, uh, tripped going up the steps of the stage before Prince Charles' bodyguard and the Premier himself, John Fay, tackled him. It transpired that the man, Dr David Kang, wanted to draw attention away from the visit of Prince Charles, understandably, and on the plight of the Cambodian boat people who are held in detention centres. He was remanded in custody, Mr Kang, and charged with assault and attacking an internationally protected person. So, you are Prince Charles. It is January the 27th, 1994. A guy comes racing towards the stage with a starter gun. What do you do? Prince Charles, Tim Ferguson. So I would say, I command thee to stop hence. Most importantly, I would rely upon my military training. Oh, what was he trained? Picking up girls. Oh. And I would rely on that. I would pick up a girl and throw that at the terrible guy with the gun. Go Cambodia. Mind you, you'd be in a problem these days if you were an international figure giving a speech at Darling Harbour and you had to depend upon the current New South Wales Premier to stop someone racing at you with a gun, wouldn't Perrottet say, well, you've just got to live with it? Just let it all happen. He'd say to the guy, let it rip as he was running towards the stage. That would do, Maynard. Tim, in history, solving nothing but making us go, oh, in Tim's historical hypothetical. Well, Tim's been thinking, thinking and thinking, thinking how do I get this new motorised wheelchair to go? But in between doing that, he's been organising a right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Tim. It's very difficult being the leader of the opposition. People expect you just to oppose things. <laughs> Anthony Albanese's having a bit of trouble defining himself once he's talked about his past growing up as a young lad with a single mother in a poverty-stricken suburb once you've gotten past that people want to know who you are the trouble is if you're trying to be a small target at the same time as defining who you are you get defined by the fact you're a small target call me old-fashioned call me crazy call me wild but come on Albo, get out there just let them have it Tell them what you really think. You talk about golf. You talk about hockey. Get out there and be golf. Be hockey. Paint the picture large. 
he runs a risk of playing it too safe. Come out of the gates, we spent 10 years with a Conservative government. Let's do something big. Let's build a harbour bridge between Sydney and Adelaide. <laughs> we can regret it later, people. Albo, come out with the vision thing, because the other guy really isn't. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Tim, and in between all this you've been hearing, there's been a dog stealing bits of my equipment and running away with it. <laughs> we don't know who the dog is, but it keeps running in here and stealing stuff. Hold on to that laptop. <laughs> Have you got a postcard from Kittler, who's over in the Donbass region at the moment? <laughs> yeah, he's having a great time. <laughs> Only Kittler could be enjoying such a thing. Red flags everywhere. I think we should go off dancing into the sunset, Tim, with a island-based track here, as it requested earlier from Rusty Keys. One that's just come in live while we've been here. Someone has been asking, where can they get the T-shirts that you wear, Tim, in the photos? Where can we get a Tim Ferguson T-shirt? Redbubble, redbubble.com. Go there, type in my name. Yeah, there are about a dozen different T-shirt designs, and they're really quite T-shirt-shaped. One hole for each arm. Thank you, listeners. See you at Botany View Hotel upstairs on the 30th for Electric Dreams, and we'll be off dancing into the sunset, Tim. Oh, man, get the groove. Oh, yeah, that's happening. That's happening. Great to see you, Maynard. Great to see you, Tim. Bunga, bunga.